He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. Ba-ba-da-ba! Ba-ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba! Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Wait. Wait, I just, I think I just... Did you just... Yeah. Yeah, I just had an idea. This tape will... Self-destruct in five seconds. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 80 of the Almost Daily Show with your host Chandler and the Dave Picardi. We're super excited today. We've got a, a really fun episode. We did a little bit of a poll and we wanted to figure out what people are struggling with and what people needed a lot of help with. And turns out one of the most important things that people and one of the most fundamental things for running a business that people are struggling with was finding, training, and hiring quality staff. And it's a, it's a systematic problem in businesses that we see. And we're going to fix that problem today, aren't we, Dave? Uh, we're going to do our best. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of just jumped right into it. I blacked out a little bit. Right. Uh, I think this is a great topic. I think it's, um, you know, we're, we're kind of specialists in service-based businesses. And um, it is across the board. It's hard to, it's hard to get good help. Um, it's hard to get... You know, you find the people, first of all, but once you find them, how do you get them trained? Um, so I think that there's a, there's a business structure issue usually at play, um, first and foremost. Yeah, because if you don't have your structure and you don't have your systems down, then you ain't got nothing. For real. Not a thing. For real, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, this is what I've seen over the years, uh, especially in the gym business. So... You're looking for people, you know, but once you get them, what do you do with them? You know, and, and I think that that is a systematic problem that all gym businesses face is, you know, show me your, your development program for your team, not only just for a new coach, but for the entire team long-term. Uh, then you can see where, like how a new coach fits in. So once you have an actual program that you're running, it, now when you're looking for coaches to fit into your program, it's easier to explain, easier to look for them. Uh, and, it, and it makes sense to them because there's an actual option as opposed to we just need a coach. I think one of the biggest problems too that we find in business owners when they're looking for staff is they don't understand what their own expectations are for their staff. And so if you're trying to, you need to understand what are you hiring for? Are you hiring for someone who's going to, let's talk about the gym industry, who's going to coach classes, who's going to sell PTs and stuff up front, who's going to manage clients? Do you want that kind of person who's an all-encompassing professional level coach? Or do you want someone who's just going to coach classes? So you really need to set those expectations right up front. So when you do bring someone in and hire, it's not what they're not expecting. It's exactly what they are expecting. So if you want someone who's going to be willing to sell, who's going to be willing to talk to clients, who's going to be willing to manage the retention of clients, do the social media, actually be a real life employee who's going to do real life things, then we need to set that up front in our job expectation expectations for when we hire. So then you have to say, okay, these are the duties that I need. These are the responsibilities that I need to happen. And this is what the role I'm looking to fill that I and the things that I need to happen with this role. You write that down on the expectation sheet and the job sheet. Now you have a job description. And then you can write a little summary. This, this person's role, they're responsible for this, this, and this, for producing marketing content with us, for going out and talking to local businesses, for coaching classes, for bringing in and selling products to new clients and all of that. And so that way they know what they're getting into right up front. Then we need to take this and say, okay, now 
how do we get this to the specific people that we want to actually get in front of? And so you can say, well, we really want someone who's good, who's looking for a professional level career, who's looking to stick with this for a, a long time. And so I, I'm a firm believer that we need to look outside of our gyms for this. Uh, there's too many people trying to recruit inside, which turns something that someone has a passion for doing this inside your facility into a job, which is going to make it not fun eventually. So we need to look at different avenues. So does the, do you have a relationship with a local university? Can we recruit from there, from people who have kinesiology degrees, nutrition degrees, health sciences, even biology and chemistry? And a lot of these guys who don't get into like med school, we can look at that. Like, okay, now we have a holistic health program that we want to recruit for. And then you can say, okay, now we can put the job up on Facebook. We can put it on any of the other avenues out there, but we need to put it out in several different spots. And then we need to hire, actually bring people in and interview people and figure out who the best person for the role is. And then once you have the interview set up, then you're set to actually hit the ball rolling because you have the description, you have everything out there and you have the ability to actually talk to people about what you specifically want and set the right expectations. Yeah. And and I think this comes down to, I think the gym business is easy for us to talk about. So uh, it just comes down to like having a year round program for development. And when you're talking like, I know we went back to working with the local colleges. And so we have uh, an actual apprentice program that, that has start and end dates that we can then get uh, kids from the colleges coming into uh, or other professionals, anybody that wants to come in. Uh, we have a stepping stone where it's apprentice stuff first. Uh, then they go to more of a class trainer role, then a, a coaching role where they can do privates and then ultimately a business um, management style role, uh, but it's all the same progression. Uh, and the key for us is, is that we, we start those cycles and they fit into our normal team development stuff that's going on. And so it allows us to always be searching for um, and developing coaches and putting them into our system. Uh, so if we don't have anybody this, say, semester uh, for an apprentice, that's okay because our team and coach development that happens inside of our facility still goes on like normal, right? And then when we, when we bring them in to a official start date for an apprenticeship, uh, then they can just feed into our overall system. Uh, but the key for us has always been consistency. I know we got away from it for quite a few years uh, doing it this way. We went back to it. Um, and it's, you know, it's for us, it's the way to develop team and bring new people into the team uh, and more than just one person at a time, sometimes you, know, you want to be training, uh, you can get a few few interns from college. You know? And so if you're, if you're in a program that's developing constantly, you'll pull out the special people that will want to work in your business long term. Yeah, I'm a big fan of pulling interns out of colleges. We've always had some sort of internship program and interns floating around the gym. And that's where we organize our, our staffing and our hiring into layers. So the first layer is finding the people, going out there and recruiting from the local universities with internship programs. So say you get someone in their senior year who's looking to be a professional in health and wellness, you grab them, let them be an intern through their whole senior year, and then they're ready to go when they graduate. And you grab, maybe you grab like two or three of them and you have a competitive internship. And you tell them like, one of you guys is going to make it. Maybe all of you will make it or maybe none of you, but we're really going to test you and see who wants it and who wants it really bad. Then you go, you say, okay, now that I have that organized, my next layer is the actual internship program. So how does this work? How does it run? How am I mentoring these people? And what am I doing to make sure that they're learning the best they can, but I'm also not feeding it to them on a silver platter. Then your next layer is, okay, now they're like level one coach and then level two coach and whatever you want to call it. You can call it apprentice coaches, new coaches, whatever. 
it doesn't really matter what you call them. You just organize into level levels so they have the ability to grow and scale up with the business as the business grows and scales up. I think that one of the biggest things with with me when managing interns especially is it's never an opportunity where they feel like you owe them everything. You're you're testing them. You're making sure they know and understand that they might not get the position. And everything you do is is specifically a test on what they're going to do, how well they're going to do. And then at the same time, you take care of them. You make them feel special. You make them ha- you let them have fun and you make them feel like they're part of the team. And so when you're managing these interns after you get them in, it's you have like little group meetings where you talk to them and help develop them and help them understand what you need to go based on a curriculum. And then I think at the same time, you need to have one-on-one meetings with these interns so you can understand their specific thoughts, ideas, and philosophies and be a true mentor to help them grow and become an actual coach in your business or get to the point where you say, you know what, I don't think this is a good fit for you. Yeah. And, and this is, I think this is hard for people that maybe aren't, um, haven't been in the business long enough. Uh, but if you, if you own a uh, business that has coaching as part of it, um, you really need to be the person that takes on that role of development. And um, I, I think it's pretty simple, you know, sit down and write out uh, curriculum. So for us, we have a 10-week apprentice curriculum that's pretty intense, uh, but we also get college interns that have to do it for their internship. So they have to pull, you know, four days a week, eight hours a day internships as part of college. And so it works out well for us because we bring in uh, a lot of students. And uh, then as they graduate, it gives us the opportunity to bring them on as coaches, uh, but write out that curriculum. Uh, and then uh, like you know, for us, you know, we tie it to our overall team development. Uh, so they have testing and they have different, you know, shadowing responsibilities and uh, workload. But, you know, ultimately, they, they're put into our overall coach development system, uh, which I think is pretty important. Yeah. If you're not developing coaches, then you're not putting yourself in a position to where anybody can grow in your business. And all you're going to end up doing is hiring $20 an hour coaches to run stuff on the floor for you. But then you're going to struggle with someone who's going to manage sales and you're and so you essentially have two right. responsibilities here, two pathways you can take. Do you want coaches who can be a jack of all trades and can manage a little bit of the whole overall flow of the entire thing, which is pretty a pretty good idea for a micro business that doesn't have the ability to hire for each different role? Or you can hire coaches for the floor. You can hire a sales team. You can hire a marketing team. But then you have a lot of different staff and a lot of different employees and a lot of different people to bring on. So something you really have to think about as you scale up. Do I want coaches who can help manage the overall flow of everything who feel like they're part of the entire thing? Or do I want specific departments and segmented programs? And that's going to dictate how you build your internship program too. So like ours is integrated. Everybody does a little bit of everything. And so in the intern, they learn, obviously they learn like movement philosophies and movement mechanics and all that, a little bit of biochemistry. Then they learn marketing. How do you make videos? How do you build content? How do you grow your own biz or your own brand inside the business and grow the business brand? How do you sell to clients? That's part of the curriculum. How do you retain? What does retention look like? So every one of these things is a specific aspect of the program because these are things that people need to learn. So as you bring these people on, no one understand that it's more than just coaching. It's a position of management. It's a position of leadership. It's a position of marketing, a position of sales. And they need to know and understand how to do these things. And you have to be the mentor to teach them. So something that you're just saying there that, um, I don't know if I disagree with it, but I think there's an extra layer, I think, is, uh, you know, I've seen this for the last five plus years. I've seen this. I've seen a lot of gyms really struggle in this department. Um, I think 
you know, I made a huge mistake in my own, in my own business. Um, I think one of the things that I, I personally got caught up in was trying to find, you know, like full-time people. And it's really hard to find these people. And then, you know, we had changed our business to, you know, this is the approach we were going to take. And, uh, you know, and you bring somebody in and they grow themselves up to this professional level. Uh, but then what you find is, and what I think a lot of gyms found was, uh, all, you know, you put all this effort into people and then they uh, bail out because they're not making the money they need to make fast enough uh, or they weren't the right people in the first place. Uh, so something that, that I'm a firm believer in is before I went down that path, I had a lot of part-time coaches and we had a coach development program and, and they were actually great coaches uh, and they, they delivered a great product for us. And I got rid of them all going after a full-time approach. I, I think, especially in the service-based business, uh, you need a, you need a great support staff. And I think an apprentice program is perfect for building a great support staff. Uh, you don't need 10 full-time people. You need two or three full-time people with, um, you know, however many part-time you should need. And I think that's what we find in the gym business owners is if they had a few more, you know, part-timers to help them out, they could get a lot more uh, work done, do more private training, run the business better. Uh, so I think there's a combination between part and full-time. Uh, I think, I think an apprentice program is a great opportunity to build um, part-timers first. And then the, the ones that excel that want them to take that next step, there's an opportunity for them. Yeah. I think a big part of the business, it consists of both full-timers and part-timers. You can't run a business off just full-time employees. And if you look at any business that runs at the higher level, there's part-timers all over the place and part-time is often an entry level way to get into a full-time position. So you have, especially in the gym business, you have your full-time coaches who are managing everything then you have your part-time coaches who are specifically there to help full-timers go on vacation or full-timers who can't be there. So they're there to augment and supplement the, the other programs and to be there to help out. And a lot of the time, the part-timers want to be part of everything as well. So you can integrate them at the same time, but your business should be consisted of, consisted of like you, the founder, the owner, and then your full-time staff, and then your part-timers. And so then you can organize into those layers, your interns, flow into part-time positions, your part-time positions flow into full-time positions. If they're never going to be in a full-time position, then they can yeah. stay part-time forever. So you can... Which is totally fine, which is an, it's a great expectation to put out there. You know, is we have part-time positions available, and for those that are exceptional, you can grow into a full-time role. Yeah, and then it sets people up who maybe don't want to do sales and who don't want to do marketing and who don't want to do management and leadership or any of that stuff. They just want to sit there and coach and say, all right, cool. You're going to be, you're a floor coach. You're going to sit there and maintain the floor and make sure everything's okay. And you're going to, if one of the full-time people can't be here and has a regular thing going on, you cannot supplement what they're doing and jump in for them. Uh, you can just be the guy who's always there to help out, but doesn't necessarily have the responsibilities of a full-time employee. So you definitely need your part-timers to help run your business because it allows your full-timers a little bit more flexibility. Yeah. I think that's important. I, I know that was a mistake I made um, probably like in 2012. We had um, at the time 13 coaches and I lost uh, all of them. I lost 11 of them in one meeting with my expectations. <laughs> so, Dang. That was bad expectations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what though? I mean, we've been in the business for, you know, since, early 05. Um, it's, you know, like I think us, like every other gym out there, you're trying to turn the corner, you're trying to be professional, um, you're trying to get it done. And then, you know, you're always, I think a lot of, it's like a curse. Everybody has a lot of part-time people. Uh, and then it's like, you know, you're running around with this expectation of, 
you know, I, you know, I'm the owner, I'm still cleaning the bathrooms and doing all the work and, and bringing people in and, you know, part-timers come and go, uh, you know, so we're trying to make this, this push towards more of a professional environment. And so we pushed everybody in that direction. Um, and I had some great, great, great coaches. Um, and our, our coach development program used to be pretty high end and, um, I lost them all, you know, it was down to a, a, a couple other coaches that stuck on and, um, and then we, for years, you know, it was a struggle trying to find full-time people. Uh, you know, I think as business, especially a gym business, in order to bring a real full-time person on, you got to be able to pay them a real salary up front. And if you can't do that, you're not able to bring a real person on. So now you have to develop them, you know? And so how many people have years to develop to then maybe get paid full-time? Uh, so that's where I think, um, I know we're back to it, having an, a, a great apprentice program again, where it's constant flow of uh, new apprentices uh, that once they earn their stripes, are able to integrate into our system, uh, teach, have fun, juice the community, be a part of the team. Uh, and then there's, there's layers. If they want to take on private training, we have that's part, that's a, an extended apprenticeship that they go through. If they want to then take on business responsibility for profit sharing, in the business that we do, um, that's, you know, the next step they have to go through. You know, so it's, um, I think it's important having a, a really good team that cares is more important than just going after part, like full-timers or just part-timers. Uh, I think it should be one system. Yeah. So when you're looking at making this work, you have to have a system. You have to have, uh, just like the marketing, you have to have a spider web of avenues to get people inside your business and get people interviewed and get people to talk to, to actually be part of it. So your spider web starts with who in your, where in your local community can you post these job descriptions? There's, there's a local university. Everybody should have a relationship with them where they can go in, say, hey, I need four interns this semester. And you either have a program set up with the college where they just feed you people, or you go in and you ask to speak uh, with classes. You ask to post flyers up and like the job boards inside the colleges and universities. And then you recruit people that way as interns. Then you can say, okay, now I can post this job description and this internship opening up on Facebook and I can make this a job thing and I can post it on LinkedIn if I want and I can post it all over the place and make sure that I have several different ways of feeding people in basically into my internship program. So that way I can nurture them, I can manage them and I can mentor them and then I can segue them to what, are they going to be part-time coaches? Are they going to be full-time coaches or are they just not a good fit? So everything for me, I think should feed into your internship program so you can test their metal, test their resolve, test what they want, and then move them into the right pathway. And so once you figure this out, then you have several ways to flow into your internship program. Your internship program feeds into part or full-time, and then you have an actual system to where you can recruit, find, and retain solid coaches. Then it's just a, a responsibility of get, making sure the coaches have business if they're full-timers and making sure the part-timers are taken care of if they're coaching classes and doing kind of regular stuff all the time. So think about that. Where can you go recruit the university? Where can where else can you recruit? There's obviously there's places local, there's BNI groups and stuff like that. You can actually join and say, Hey, we need staff and start network networking organizations. There's local job boards. There's Facebook. Now there's LinkedIn, there's career builders. So you've got a lot of, a lot of avenues and sometimes it's a volume game. You might do 50 to 100 interviews and pick three people, but those are going to be the best people available for what you want specifically because you were actually able to talk to them. So something, something else you just said. So saying like, you know, maybe you have 100 interviews, uh, you know, talking with long-term gym owners, they're like, we don't have anybody. So they're getting zero 
right? Like potential coaches in and in. What they see is, is they've been in business long enough and it's not cool anymore to be a coach, which it was, you know, five, six, seven, eight years ago, everybody wanted to be a coach because it was like the next, next progression in CrossFit was that's what you did. You became a coach. So there was coaches everywhere back then. And, um, I didn't think they were coaches. I think there was trainers everywhere that called themselves coaches. Uh, but, um, what I think a lot of people don't, they have zero people coming in. And so I would say that you have zero people you know, as potential coaches because you don't have an actual program, right? You, you, your gym has a program for people that want to come in and train. You have to put that much effort into having an actual intern program inside of your facility that's constantly going on. Even if nobody's in it, you have to have it built so that when there's a potential person or, or when you advertise for it, there's something that they're coming to and they see that. Uh, then you'll actually be able to get some people into that program. Yeah. And, and recruiting coaches is essentially, it's a marketing function. I need to find, retain and figure That's out right. people who I want to be inside my business. And so you have marketing functions of recruiting for clients, obviously. Then you have marketing functions for recruiting coaches and recruiting staff. So it's two different things. How am I going to get that out there? How am I going to talk? You could even make videos about this. Like, hey, guys, we're looking for some people who want to be coaches. We're looking for interns to start. You could have the opportunity to be a professional coach or to be a part-time coach. Click the button to apply to apply now. You could even run this as a Facebook ad to people who are in their senior year at the university studying kinesiology or health sciences or whatever the program is in your area. And so think about it as a marketing function. It's not just begging people to come in. It's how many different ways can I flood people in and how many different ways can I figure out how to market to people and what are they looking for? What do I need and what are they looking for? And how can I make this sound appealing to them to want to be part of it? Uh, you can't just be the tired gym owner who says, I can't find anybody. You have to say, okay, we can't find anybody. Maybe we're not looking in the right spots. Maybe we're not marketing to these uh, positions correctly and make it, maybe we're not marketing to the right people. So are you marketing to, if you're a CrossFit gym, are you marketing and saying, I need a CrossFit coach and to a CrossFit coach who's looking that sounds like a $20 an hour position. That's kind of a part-time thing that gets them a free membership. So if that's not the case, you need to say, I'm looking for an intern who is going to go through an intensive development program to be selected to be a part-time or a full-time coach. So that way you're, you're setting those expectations up and you're not recruiting the wrong people. I like yeah. it. Yeah, I like it. Good times. Wow. This was a good episode, Dave. I think it was. So if anybody um, wants to collaborate on, um, any of that stuff, let me know. Uh, we get a pretty decent program we'll share out with you guys. Yeah, it's good stuff. And just grab a piece of paper and write down what your flow looks like. Where can I recruit from is step one. How can I recruit is step two. Step three, write down exactly what you need, what it looks like, and what a day-to-day -day responsibility would be. That's your job description. And then step four, now that you got it out there, bring people in, organize an internship program or a coaching development program, and then figure out what are my responsibilities for part-time and full-time coaches. And then you've got something that you can actually use to create to recruit new people. And then you're in the money. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Oh, I pulled my headphone out. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, oh, come on. A great joke. And I pulled my headphone right out. That's all right. Yeah. It was pretty funny. Everybody's yeah. laughing. I so, missed out. Yeah, recap. So if you guys have any questions, drop them in the comments. Uh, shoot us an email. Uh, Dave at OOTCmedia.com or Chandler at OOTCmedia.com. Um, and if you want to uh, collaborate on uh, some of the stuff and coach development and everything, um, 
Love to. Yeah, shoot us your questions. We'd love to hear from you. If you have something you want us to go deeper into that we talked about today, talk to us about that. And if not, we will see you guys maybe tomorrow. It's been fun. See ya and real fun. Thank you.